Okay, welcome to Bonded Voices, and this one is the folly of always having to be right. My name's Lauren. I'm Ian, <laughs> and I'm Greg. <laughs> this is the thing, right? Do we always have to be right all the time? <laughs> and he <laughs> got me something. <laughs> yeah, he got you on that one. But. So the folly of always having to be right. I'm sure every one of us have had that moment with friends, with family, with someone where the eye roll is higher than you can imagine from the person who's like, oh, here we go again. Exactly. Do you have to correct me every time we have a conversation? Every paragraph, do you have to correct me? But why do you always have to be right all the time? I just do. I just do. I have to be right. Am I wrong? No, but I'm but, right. See, there you go. Right? So, it, there's an actual a psychosis around that where I, I wish I knew the name of it, but whether you're more, it's not about being right. It's about you needing to be right. Is that what it is? More there, so than having to be? Yes. Yeah. needing to, it's like a psychosis. There's a psychosis around it. Oh. Because I must admit, and I think it's a failing of mine at times. I think I fall into it. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's not a psychosis if you do it, unless it's a, a habitual thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you... I might be, yeah. <laughs> but but, but I, th I think it's because you, as a man, so, as you're leading the family, you want to know you're protecting correctly, providing correctly, that sort of thing. And, you know, I know which way the wires go. Bang! Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I've done that. <laughs> I, I was rewiring the kitchen light stuff, and Ali says to me, she goes, are you sure they're turned off? I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, boy, did that hurt. Like, 15 amps. And how many more times has she reminded you of that? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like those wires, right? And it's a guy thing, right? And I think we all fall for that a little bit. I've still got all my fingers, but um, yeah. The, the, um, and I think... It, 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 a, it's a double-edged sword. That's the way I look at it, with the, with the, or the always having to be right thing. I'm sure you've had Oh, that yes. I, well, I, I'm, again, I hope my wife's not listening to this. Yeah. Because, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, there's a part of me, it's like, it's hard to let, for me, it's when I hear something that I, so you may think, you may be wrong, but you when you truly believe that you're right, it's really hard to just go, Sure. Whatever yeah. you can make that mistake. Like, I mean, I see it all the time with kids. When you try to tell our kids to do it this way. Oh, well, I know better. Do you sit there and go, okay, you know better. Or do you say, no, do it this way. It's being right. Well, that goes down a different path than what I was thinking of. Sorry. I didn't do I want them to touch fire to learn to not burn their hands on the burner? Do I tell them not to, or do I let them make the error and make the correction? See, I think that's brilliant, because I think that's where it starts as a father, and as they get older, even though they're no longer, well, they are still doing those sort of things. Don't jump off the roof for that sort of stuff. Well, shoot, we're still doing those. But, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's amplified when you're focused on protecting little kids. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> well, that's the... That's the challenge, and and I and I think the kids develop the the uh, the phobia as well of 
damn it, Dad, stop. Stop telling me what to do. Let me live a little bit. Right. And if if you're not trying to be right, are you needed as much? Yeah, there's there's a lot of value. I think particularly dads as our our parents, I guess, in general, you want to be the source of knowledge. Right. When you realize you're no longer the source of knowledge, you're like, oh, well, I've I've been replaced with whatever. Well, I think that that goes through cycles, though, because once the kids are teenagers, they are the smartest human beings on the face (laughs) of the earth. (laughs) And then an amazing thing happens in the 20s where they realize, huh, maybe... Maybe those people that lived down the hall from me when I was really young, maybe they do have something to contribute. <laughs> yeah. But And I've noticed that I have my level of appreciation has increased over the years for my folks. And thankfully, they're still with us. But I'm sure, I'm quite certain that I went through a period of time thinking, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I know I did. <laughs> so let's do round robin, right? I think... Politics for me is one of those you hope you're right about the choices you make and who to support. Because I think it it is it, it's a heavy moment to think that I supported X war that ended up being mm-hmm. on the wrong side of history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always think when I'm thinking of things that are political and going back to our episode on, you know, why does everything have to be so political? I think I had a lot of passion for that episode because of that whole idea of you want to make sure you're on the right side of history, making um, the country or local politics or whatever is moving a direction that is only going to benefit, not personally benefit, but benefit society. Mm. So I voted for a lot of things that I, I have absolutely no skin in the game with or couldn't care, but I think that will make for a better world. So I'd vote for that. And I think for me, that's that's my wanting to be right. Hmm. So it's interesting when you think about the ballot that you cast and all the different measures and, and this provision and this, do you want to support more funding for some program, what have you? I, I think that we probably all do have that intrinsic vow or that intrinsic desire to be right. But some of us just like to yell that instead of having a conversation about this is why I think I'm right. Right. Yeah. I'm I just going to yell at you until you believe that I am right. Well, it goes to at what links are you willing to go to be right? And are you able to, are you, let's see, how would I put it? Um, are you right? Or are you unable to believe that you could be wrong? Ooh, ooh, that one's fun. Yeah. Is but that that's a, part of the folly, right? Yeah. yeah, it's that self-delusion. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. The first one that you said of how far are you willing to go to be right? Are you willing to lose a relationship over something that you believe you're right? And, and what type of relationship are you willing to lose? How deep is that relationship? Is it someone that you haven't seen for 20 years, even in high school with, that you're not worried about seeing them again? Or is it your spouse? Or yeah. is it your kids? 
have you had a fight with your wife, your spouse? I was going to say wife, but it could be spouse. And just say, I'm going to go down this. This is the sword I'm going to die on. Whether it's whether you're right or not doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah. I think I've lost friends in, in the past over that for well, sure. The, the, so you hear it all the time with the, the, um, how the, the pandemic in 2020 caused so many rifts in families and mm -hmm. people quit talking to friends because of you're on this side or that side of the, the whole argument. And I'm not saying which side's right right now. Um, but because both sides were so willing to be, or not willing, so determined to be right, they ignored facts. They screamed, they yelled, they lied, they did whatever it took to be right. And I think we see it, you know, time and time again with in the news that they have a certain narrative. They want to be right. And they're never willing, then they're not willing to retract. Right. And so. Yeah. Well, and we've also talked about this in previous podcasts about how the algorithms within social media are written in a way to solidify your viewpoint. Yeah. If you like a certain style of video or a certain, uh, let's say it's Instagram on a reel, that you tend to follow this creator, you tend to follow characteristics of this, you tend to see more of them, which only solidifies that viewpoint that you have. And doesn't provide more opportunity for evaluation or solidification of, am I right or am I wrong? Am I the only one standing out in the field saying, it's going to snow meatballs tonight? Well, I've all over social media, it's telling me, yeah, yeah. that's my feed. And but I'm the only one standing out there. And I got a lot of likes on my feed, so right. I must be right. You're living in an echo chamber. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, though, like... I know I find myself like I have a hard time admitting or backing off of an argument yeah. or a discussion. So I should say backing off of a, a, a lively discussion that I believe I'm right, but I have a hard time. Uh, personally, I have a hard time backing off of like, so is that a psychosis? So but look, we've all had, um, that argument with no the 49ers won the super bowl in 1993 no they didn't yeah they did i can prove it let me go on the internet see oh it, oh and that one oh but that one says it does yeah the fourth one says it does and it's like okay let's go back and oh okay and we've all had that oh, oh no i've had that um and and it's and it's a, I, I watch it even with kids as as well where they go and say yeah I, I he did do that no he didn't yeah he did no he didn't mm -hmm. and it's and it, it starts that that idea where they don't want to back down even when you prove 49ers didn't win the Super Bowl in 1993 there's no apology there's there's no mm -hmm. moving on it's just separate and and I think that folly comes into well, I think if if you go back to the start of the First World War, a lot of it was the whole idea of you know what's the truth, what actually happened, and um, you know I think even to the point of what they say the Kaiser was sent to telegram and was like, yeah, that can't be right. <laughs> sure, and and they, they were like, and he's like, yeah, it'll blow over, and it didn't blow over. 
before you know it, like you have ten, hundreds of millions of or millions and millions of dead people. And so that a whole idea is, I think, look at pe- people need to look at their lives and say to themselves within their relationships, where and what is it at work? Is it like with spouses? Is it friends? Where are you putting that stake in the ground of I need to be right on this? Well, so do it, I think it boils down is do you value those people? Because if you valued their opinion, you wouldn't close them off. Because, like, you really, when, you, when you're in this situation where you have to be right always, you've already taken the conversation out of the mix. You're there right. to just... Correct. Good point. Good you're point. a right. dictator at that point. You're going... Mm-hmm. Or not a dictator. You're more of a... Authoritarian. A, yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving a speech. Mm-hmm. You're not there to have a conversation. So do you really value the people you're talking with if you're not willing to concede on right. some points maybe you feel like you're really there but you know i'm right but maybe i should concede a little bit and say yeah your opinion's valid as well but there's a, a sign of weakness in that as well so mm-hmm. so you have to it's a, well i don't know it's a perceived you know you don't sure. want to you don't want to be the sure. no one wants to be considered weak uh, right. at least maybe, maybe that's my perception maybe that's where i think i'm right on this <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you don't but you don't want a leader that waffles either right right but not everyone have you leader. noticed how we're all saying right with the whole <laughs> well, folly of like having to be right no i, I think all, all of a sudden i was listening around i think i've said it like 10 times so far right um but, so there's a there's a term that i recall hearing quite a bit when i was growing up of the we agree to disagree and I don't hear that term a whole lot anymore. Cor- correct. It's almost a situation where if you thought of the wrong answer, just sc- scuttle over into the corner quietly and don't admit that you didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. But going back to the leaders part, right? It, it's. Can you imagine if we have a, a little... Well, I don't know where we, what we do about it. <laughs> do we have to really oh, imagine? Actually, yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't yeah. think that's an imagination. Yeah, right. It's not too much of a stretch there. <laughs> I think that exists around the world. And it's like the two extremes. You have, like, incompetence, or you have authoritarians mm-hmm. who... Hyperinflation, it will never exist in this country. And then all of a sudden you've got Venezuela with hyperinflation or Brazil or Argentina and these countries that were once great countries that collapsed under a lot of times one person driving everyone in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Back to the emperor's new clothes. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right as the leader. Sure. Because you're passionate about what you're saying. Yes. Does they passion equal, right. uh, you know... For some people, absolutely. I mean, think about if we, if we go into the political realm, it's a social experiment. And it's a matter of, you know what, I can get behind what that person says because they're passionate about what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, we see that a, a charismatic lot charismatic right leader. Yeah, and look where that's led. <laughs> and I think there's a right <laughs> currently with what's going on, you know, in October of 2023... There's a lot of passion on various sides of certain issues right now, and both sides, 
believe they're right and both sides will never concede. I read an article about a famous comedian that came out publicly saying that she's lost friends over a disagreement on what sides to support on certain events. And so to your point, how far are you willing to go to be right in your mind? Understanding that's your own perception. Yeah. And it is a folly because it, it, you don't grow by always wanting to, or never being able to say you're sorry, never being able to say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you assume that you're the expert on that subject. And there's so many subjects that you can never be an expert, but we all think seem to think that we're an expert on everything. Can't you, people just have a conversation like we're doing around a topic without anyone having to put the stake in the ground and say, no, this is the correct way, or this is the right way, or this is the evidence, when it really is subjective and opinions or... And you hear even people in the faith arena, no, no, you're wrong about that. It's faith. (laughs) There are certain, (laughs) certain truths, right? But at the same time, and you can't argue beliefs. You can't tell someone your right. beliefs are wrong because it's their beliefs. Mm-hmm. They want to believe in you believe in unicorns and fairies. Who's to say they're wrong? Well, and I, you hit on a big point just a moment ago of the the ability to admit that you were wrong and the ability to apologize. Because as we go through this experience of life, we gain more knowledge and we've all been misled by people. We've all been misled by leaders that are manipulating to try and gain what they want to attain. And it might be in the corporate world. It might be politically. It might be at the school board. But there are people that are so vocal and so passionate that they believe the number of followers behind them solidifies that they are right. Who was the the religious leader that got everyone to drink the Kool-Aid? Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Again, a person who probably never ever in his life admitted he was wrong about something because he would never have taken people down a path Mm -hmm. that he was a true believer. Right. That's where it was going. If If he didn't have that built in I'm right that had taken or, or that had gone over the edge. Well and it, it's also it's it's the component of I'm right, but also the charismatic, the ability to find people to follow him. People were attracted to him to follow that methodology. Same thing with David Koresh. Yeah. That there was a message, there was a tone, there was something that that person was bringing to the table that, I mean, we could all have a message we want to share, but if there's nobody willing to listen, yeah, like, does a tree make a noise when it falls in the forest? No one's around. Yeah. Well, think of this is that on, on the adverse side of it, are there people who want to marry someone who actually is right? At least most of the time, because that gives them security. Sure. Absolutely. I think I think there's probably a lot of women hope that the husband they married, even though we get called out for doing that, is actually making good decisions and is 
right. Well, I... Okay, yeah, I mean, the directions to get places, because my directions are crappy, and if I say, no, I'm sure it's this way, you can guarantee it's the other way. Well, and I have some fun when I'm driving around. I'm not going to do the man thing. I'm actually going to stop and ask for directions, or I'm actually going to look at my phone and figure out where oh, I'm going. I'm going to keep trying. Uh, but I, I don't think <laughs> that... <laughs> So, damn it, I'm right. Yeah. I'm out of gas, and I'm 45 miles in the opposite direction, but I am right. So, the, the idea of what to what extent are you willing to go, and do people want to marry someone that's convinced that they are right most of the time? I'm not sure someone's actually looking for a significant other that's a wet noodle. Or someone right. that can't make a decision or can't stand their ground on something, I, I don't find that as an overly attractive. And I think it's two way appealing. You think about your wife when she's got the newborn baby. You want to hope that she's making the right decisions and is right about care and mm-hmm. right about choices and that sort of thing. With the newborn, which obviously mothers take way more care of a newborn than fathers do. Um, and then in a lot of other things within within a marriage, you're hoping that it isn't just a one-way street of the man's right or the woman's right. It's got to be both of them. are, And maybe that's where a lot of the tension comes in in marriages with that is because they each have those relations, those areas mm. of the relationship where they have to be right with. And then you get that, that Venn diagram crossover area, which is... Sure. Well, and I hate to even admit this, but I got in an argument, uh, a, a heated discussion, in, uh, and what I was sure I was right. And then as we, we were talking more and more, I was on a totally different discussion. <laughs> and, you know, that's really hard to go, wait a second. We were talking about totally different things. You're talking about spaghetti? <laughs> I was talking about tires on the car. Yeah, it's like totally I different. I you were saying you shifted the argument so you didn't have to admit you were wrong. <laughs> no, actually, I had to go back and apologize because... I'm like, I was totally in. So about the wrong thing. Oh, I've I went the totally times. wrong. Yeah. I thought we were talking about this. <laughs> I I thought we were talking about X, and you were talking about Y. And mm-hmm. my wife said to me many times, "What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we're talking about something else. Oh, okay. But that's that side you wanted to be right because you're thinking, sure. what are you talking about? It's completely wrong. It's well, because you're like you're thinking, oh, I got to be right. So you're thinking in your head, okay, these are the facts that are supporting my side of the the, sure. yeah. the discussion, yeah. and then you don't hear that the discussion has shifted, and you're still way off. But yeah. wait, but let's let's think about wrapping this one and giving some advice because I think. Where it gets dangerous is in relationships. I think we pointed that out. But also politics. And then within, like you brought it up earlier about algorithms pushing narratives. Without questioning, is that correct before I go and say it? and expand on something that's either a lie or is the truth? Mm -hmm. Are people doing enough digging? I I don't think so. I, I think people think take stuff at face value way too much. Sure. They do. Sure. I know for a fact that people see something on social media, whether it be TikTok or Instagram, and they're like, well, it's fact. Right. And they don't do any, you know, well, why would they make this video about this subject and make it out there to be fact if it's not fact? And a lot of times they're 
they skirt the truth and then they throw in a bunch of fantasy in there and you think that it's real and people just need to really pay attention to that yeah. and and if you're truly like what we've set up here is having conversations you have to really think about having a conversation not going into this going i know i'm right i'm going to convince them you know well, you have to have the conversation with people sure and there's the old uh, statement that we've all heard of you have two ears and one mouth so you should listen twice as much as yeah. you talk well if we expand that adage then if i'm right then i'm only right one third of the time because the other two thirds of the time i should be listening should be listening yeah. exactly yeah so that's our advice um pay attention um don't take things on face value don't ruin relationships over just wanting to be right be prepared to say sorry be wrong be vulnerable and i think it just leads to a better life i'm ian this is lauren oh we're telling the truth now i'm yeah. greg <laughs> and we'll see you next time on bond voice <laughs>